Hi guys, how are we doing? I just grabbed a coffee in the neighborhood and I'm walking home. Ooh, almost getting hit by a car. That's cool. One of these days, that's just gonna be how I go. It's just by getting hit by a fucking car and these walking talks. Um, so the title of this episode is named precisely to set the stage of what we're talking about today, guys. It's not it's not clickbait, but uh, I'm gonna set the I'm gonna set the stage for you. I want to tell you a little bit about why I wanted to do this. So, in the Doers Club, we have monthly webinars. Sometimes we do one webinar. Sometimes we do two. Sometimes there's four. Typically, there's just one. I think we have two this month. So the one that we did yesterday was called the antidote to burnout. And it was what I've learned these past few weeks. What creates burnout, what actually does nothing to help burnout, AKA vacation does not help. Time off does not help. Um, and what actually does help. And what does help is very clear goals that are structured in a way that is supportive to you. What helps is infusing joy into your life. Um, there's a few other things. Obviously, I can't give away the whole webinar right now because people pay for it. But it was a really great um, webinar and led by a lot of research that I had done. I am the kind of person that like when I'm in the throes of something specifically, if it's emotional, I want to understand the science. I want to understand what I call is like the software of my brain. If our brains are software and our body's machinery, I want to know how it works. So I dove into all this research. I read a little bit in a book about burnout. I read a couple scientific journals. I was reading articles. I was listening to podcasts. I mean, I did a, I basically, if I wasn't actively on a call, I was researching something about burnout and it led me to all of these findings a lot of which were pretty unanimous. The biggest one being vacation doesn't do anything. And it got me thinking about burnout and it got me thinking about one of the biggest things that I see happening in burnout that I think is horrific for women specifically in entrepreneurship. And that is that this level of exhaustion, this level of not finding the joy in your work can lead someone to say, I am dreaming too big. Maybe I want a smaller dream. Maybe I don't want the big business. Maybe I don't want the empire. Maybe I don't need as big of a business as I thought. Now, as with anything, nuance is important. I don't have a ton of time to dive into all of the nuance. That's why we have other places to chat about this. Comment sections, the Doers Club, you know, my broadcast channel kind of. The Ask Me Anything box on my Instagram profile. But basically, I'm going up a steep hill. But basically, this idea of maybe I should think smaller than I am. Maybe I don't want the big thing. I think is infuriating 
not directed at the person saying it, but at the women we will lose as leaders, the women we will lose as entrepreneurs, showing people what's possible. Um, and it's infuriating because some of it is societal, you know, and I could go into the whole, you know, homesteading alt-right pipeline another day, but, you know, my thing is, if you're the kind of person who is thinking those things, if you're the kind of person who's saying, Maybe I want a slower life. Maybe I don't want this big business. Maybe this isn't right for me. One of two things are happening. And the one of the first I'll tell you about is that that is completely fair. It's correct. It's fair. It is something you should highly consider. Through anything in life, we're going to learn whether or not it's right for us. There will be a lot of women who want the big business and try for it and say, Fuck that, respectively, okay? There are other women, and this is the people who I want to talk to today, because if you do try to have a big business or a big goal or even a business and you say, that's just not going to fit with the way that I want to live my life, you have my full support, unwavering, without question. And so what about the people who are, by the way, I live by the seminary. Oh, I don't have my other phone. I wish I could take a picture. I live by the seminary and the grounds are just absolutely stunning. And I just walk through them and they're so pretty. But anyway, on the other hand, we have the people who do want those big businesses, but they get exhausted. They get burnt out, you know, and they say, let's scale back. Let's pull back a little bit. I don't want as big of a business. I don't want what I thought I wanted. I'm too tired. I don't have it in me. I want to talk to you because I want us to think about things a little bit differently. And there's a couple points that I want us to consider. One being, I, I think that we forget this in entrepreneurship, but a corporate job is hard. It's not, it's not like, okay, I'm just going to walk into work and punch in and out every day like our brains try to tell us. You have goals, you have KPIs, you can get fired. You might have a boss who's nasty to you. There's a girl I know personally who asked off to go to her, one of her best friend's funerals and they said no. Now granted, I think she's quitting because of that and she's still going, good for her. But there isn't a lack of stress elsewhere. I want us to remember that. So by choosing what looks like an easier route, you are not choosing a less stressful one. You're choosing a different route. The other thing I want to share is that I have a mentor of mine whose name you may have recognized, but when I was maybe 23, aka, Jesus fuck, 13 years ago, she told me, you do not get to make decisions about quitting. Because I told her, I don't think I'm cut out for this. You think entrepreneurship is hard? Nothing is as hard as the fashion industry. This is a walk in the fucking park. I'm telling you. But she said to me, you don't get to decide if you quit. You don't get to do that. The person who gets to decide if you quit is the younger version of you inside who originally wanted this in the first place. You have to consult with her. You have to present your argument. 
And you have to listen to her. You have to listen to her points, why she wants this, why she is interested in this for you. And I want you to do that. You know, she really told me like, go through the motions like you're meeting with her and listen to her. That younger version of you, maybe that younger version is three months ago. Maybe that younger version of you is two years ago, a year ago. But I want you to go meet with her and listen to why she wanted this. And I want you to, sure, present your points. But then you have to decide, you have to see what she decides with you, right? Let the younger, let the person who chose this path make the decision, not the person today. So that's another thing to think about. The other thing I want to leave you with here that I kind of want to just like close out with is that I view entrepreneurship like fitness in ways. And the reason why I view it like fitness and also like parenting sometimes, even though I'm not a parent, so at some point in time, people are going to get really upset that I'm using that as an analogy, but here we are. But I view, I view it like fitness in the sense that let's say you're a little bit overweight. I don't mean like very unhealthily overweight. And if you are, we still love that. That's beautiful. But I need the analogy to be kind of like specific. So uh, if you, let's say you are like slightly overweight and you want to get in shape, but you haven't worked out pretty much ever, you know, it's not something you've like ever really had to do. You know, you've always like been mindful of movement. Maybe go to some yoga classes, maybe go to a class here and there, maybe go on some walks, but now you're kind of like, I got to drop some LBs for my health. Well, let's say you get into this workout. You say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to work out four times a week. Three times are going to be strength training or two times are going to be strength training. One time is going to be cardio. And the other one is going to be like yoga or stretching. That doesn't sound too overwhelming, but if you've never done it, anything is better than nothing. So if this person gets into it and works themselves four days a week without the proper structures in place, without understanding how their body works, without understanding proper exercise movement, they will hurt themselves. They will get an injury or at the very least be so sore so frequently that they cannot maintain this, the, the plan they made. And that person might want to stop. That person might say, you know, this isn't for me. Fitness just isn't for me. And that is what I see a lot of women going through when they want to quit. Maybe this isn't for me. What I see is you did not have the right plan. You might want to be someone who has a fit lifestyle. You may be someone, you may want to be someone who has a CEO lifestyle. But today, we got to get you barely moving, you know? And then we increase the reps and we increase the strength and we increase all of these other, you know, parts of this workout, diet, lifestyle. What you'll start to realize is that it is a lifestyle. You have to change the way you live. You have to change the way you think. You have to change the way that you show up. But that should be done so slowly that you don't even notice it happening, hardly. I tell the story sometimes about how I became a morning person because I'm definitely a night owl, but I wanted to become a morning person. So what I did is I set my alarm every single day for like, I think it was like 6 a.m. And I would, I had a rule that my feet had to hit the ground. So week one, my feet had to hit the ground at 6 a.m. I didn't always get up, but my feet had to hit the ground. Then the next week, 
I made it like five minutes earlier, or maybe I made it for 6.30, and then the next week I made it five minutes earlier. Then I had to put my feet on the ground, and I took my blanket, wrapped it around me, and fell back asleep on my couch. The week after that, and I did this without like consulting anyone. I just like made this plan up. It happened to work. I, I'm not an expert here. So I put, then week three, I make it five minutes earlier. I put my feet down. I wrap myself in a blanket. I go out on the couch in the living room and I watch last night's Jimmy Fallon. Week after that, five minutes earlier, I feet on the ground, wrap myself in a blanket, go out, watch Jimmy Fallon, pour myself a cup of coffee. Before you know it, I'm also adding make myself breakfast, do a 10 minute workout, do a 20 minute workout at home, leave the house to a 30 minute workout. Before you know it, I'm waking up at 5 a.m., going to a workout class, coming back, showering, making breakfast, watching Jimmy Fallon, listening to a podcast, getting ready for the day, and heading out to work. If I tried to do all of that in the same day, I would have thought I got burnt out and it wasn't right for me. So the reason that I'm going to be pushing this is because some of you are not in the right field and, ha- and should pivot. Some of you are not operating your business the right way and you need to pivot. But if you make those goals a little bit further away and move slower, you can have everything you want. You might get it a year later. You might get it six months later. But success is so much closer than you think it is. I'm not saying take a goal and make it two years from now to now 20 years from now or 10 years from now or even five years from now but push it back and move slower towards it. Make those goals actionable. Because although burnout is something that can happen to us, I also think we have to take diligent responsibility for how that feels and how that shows up in our life because we are not giving ourselves what we need. We are not giving ourselves the spaciousness. We are not having our backs and saying, We need to be doing less than this. We're pushing a little bit too hard, but that doesn't mean we have to give up along the way. And the reason I get passionate about this is because I've been in business for a minute, okay? We've had Team AP Consulting. We're going on four years. And the amount of people that I've I've seen say, I got burnt out. I'm not an entrepreneur. This isn't for me. And they leave. And then guess what they tell me in a year, a year later, almost exactly, almost everyone who leaves they say, I wish I would have given myself two, mo- two more months. I wish I would have pushed through a little bit. And when I say push through, I do not mean hustle through. I mean push through, like reevaluate your plans, make them longer, make them extended. I wish I, I wish I would have given it another shot. And that's what I don't want for you. I'm not trying to push you into something that isn't right for you. I'm trying to let you see that there's a version of you that wanted this and can still have it. That's why I get passionate. Anyway, I just got home, so perfect timing. I am going to journal and do my morning routine. So I'm recording this at like 7 a.m. And I will talk to you guys soon.